That's a wrap with Claptrap. The Guardians get a game and we'll have Boba for Christmas. All this and more on Geekly Bi-Weekly. What's up, gorgeous geeks? Welcome to Geekly Bi-Weekly, your new favorite podcast for news and pop culture about nerd and all that wonderful stuff. Uh, as usual, leading the charge, uh, this is your boy, Hogan. And this is Ida. Glad to have you back. Glad to have you back. Glad to be here. Um, listen, as much as I'm looking forward to recording this episode, I'm also looking forward to next week's episode. Not next week's, but the next episode, uh, because we're going to be doing a full breakdown on uh, Black Widow, which is finally coming out. About dang time. It's been a thousand years since Very they said it was so. going to come out. Yeah. And uh, we are finally going to have it. And it's also going to be our 10th episode. So. Oh, yeah. 10, uh, 10 episodes. I wonder. Maybe we should bring uh, Nate from. Uh, but Eric back on here for number 10. Yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> Don't sound so enthusiastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm tired. All right, guys, we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to catch up on the same, honestly. <laughs> tired as hell. Um, yeah. Tired is an understatement. You know how it is out here. Truly. Uh, but we've got a lot to catch up on. We've got a lot to talk about. Uh, we've got Loki. We're breaking down Loki. We're breaking down the Bad Batch, which uh, finally has my attention. Right? It's it's finally starting to get there. It's rolling in with that action. Yeah, and like actually explaining about Omega and whatnot. But we'll get into that in a minute. Let's talk about Loki and um, how those giant time-space lizards don't exist. I'm just calling it right now. They don't exist. They don't. They're, I mean... But were we really that surprised that giant space lizards are, are not the, the reason that the universe is the way it is? I mean, maybe. Weirder things have happened? Weirder things have happened. We've seen how the Marvel Universe works. We know that weirder things have happened. We now know that they are probably not real. Uh, we finally get an introduction. Oh, again, spoiler alert. If oh, yeah, spoiler alert, right? Any of the content that we are going to be covering today, just know it is filled with all the spoilers. So stop, go watch it, come back, we'll be here. So we finally got episode three of, well not finally, it's not like it's been delayed or anything, but um, we got episode three of Loki and it was suspenseful. We finally uh, got to, I guess, talk with Sylvie for a little bit mm -hmm. and see how she feels about what's going on. Um, she revealed a actually a pretty big piece of information that I was like, fucking called it. I knew that was going to happen. Um, but we'll get into that uh, in a minute. We're going to break it down a little bit piece by piece right now. Uh, where episode two left us off, uh, Loki jumped through one of the uh, time portals. Time. Uh, yeah, portals. Um, yeah, I'm never sure what they're called. Time doors. Yeah, I think that's actually what it's called, a time door. Um into a new planet that is uh, currently not even under siege, but like it's being uh, attacked by another planet, but the actual planet, not the people on it, um, actually a moon. Now that I think about it, it's a moon and they uh, it, it's, it's set for destruction. Mm -hmm. We are finding out that Sylvie is hiding in spots of um, apocalypses 
Yeah. Because you can do whatever you're going to do, whatever you want to do there, because that is a set point in time. Like, whatever's supposed to happen is going, going to, happen. to happen there. You yeah. can't change it kind of thing. Um, so they ended up jumping there on accident because Loki and Sylvie ended up fighting and getting on each other's nerves. It's not surprising and that they, uh, know, they Loki... Up- Oh yeah, no, not, not even a little bit. Um, they ended up there, uh, trying to get to some other place. They didn't even say where they were trying to get to. I think they ended up there just completely on accident, and um, they uh, <laughs> now have to get off world because that world is going to be dying. It's going to, it doesn't survive. Once again, like I said, it's an apocalypse level event, uh, so they really have no way of surviving it unless they find a way off. Mm-hmm. Um, they find out that there's a train taking people to something called the Ark. Yeah, and the Ark is like a giant ship that uh, think Noah's Ark style. You know, like everyone gets to get on, but not everyone gets to get on because, as we see on this planet, um, everything there's classes too. What? And uh, only the rich are getting on. As one of the people that's trying to get on the train to get to the Ark uh, yells out, "All right, that's crazy." Um, but it's okay because there was also like rich black people on there, so it's not totally racist. I'm kidding; it's still a little bit racist. It's yeah, um, just... but mostly classist. <laughs> exactly. Which is you know usually just an American value, but I think it's just human at this point. Like I don't know. Yeah, right? all... ain't that sad? Doesn't matter where you are. Americans no, are Haley Williams. It ain't fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they end up getting on the ark and try and they're main goal is they need to get the uh, little pad that the uh, Time Variance Authority people carry around and get it recharged. Yes. And try as they might, it's not going to work because after Loki gets drunk on the pl- on the uh, train, uh, they both get thrown out. Yep. Literally thrown out of the train while it's moving. It is moving. Uh, Loki lands on it, breaks <laughs> it. Doesn't matter anymore. They don't. They can't use the time door because the thing is broken. Um, yeah. So they end up uh, uh, walking to the town where the Ark is at and trying to get on to the Ark. And the episode ends with it being demolished by a giant asteroid. Mm-hmm. They never even got to get on it. Like they got literally to the gates and it's getting ready to take off. It's like, oh, no, we missed it. And then everyone that's already on the Ark fucking dies anyways because it gets hit by, like, a, a chunk of the planet or the chunk of the uh, the moon that is coming down. That's and hurling at them, yeah. It destroys the whole damn thing, and that's where the episode ends. So we got to wait until, what, next Wednesday for it to come out and see what happens next. Which I'm sure because there's, like, still three episodes left, they obviously get off, but... You never know. You hate to see it at the time. Yeah. As they were walking, though, as they were walking to head to the town, Sylvie mentioned something. Uh, in episode two, she went into the mind of one of the uh, Time Variance Authority agents and got her to tell where the uh, the space lizards are. The mm-hmm. space lizards being... The timekeepers who control the sacred timeline and keep it and determine all of the events that are going to happen in the timeline. And uh, yeah, they, they don't exist. I'm sure they don't exist, but either way, Sylvie got this uh, agent to tell her where they are at, Mm -hmm. and 
Sylvie discusses this with Loki as they're walking along and mentions offhandedly, or offhandedly, that's not even a word, and mentions offhand yeah, it is. that uh, it is. I want to say it is. Huh. Mentions offhand that um, before this person that she got to give the secrets was a time variance or a TVA agent. Uh, she was just a person on Earth, just living her life, mm-hmm. which contradicts directly what Mobius said, that everyone there was created by the time lizards, time, what do I keep calling them time lizards? The time keepers. They are lizards, and that's what they keep calling them. Well, the story goes that they were that everyone that works at the TVA was created by the time keepers to work at the TVA. We're finding out that that's not true, that these are all people that are, I think she mentioned variants. Variants. Yeah, they are variants, which... Which is kind of a big deal, one that I totally called. Yeah. No, it was, it was definitely a big drop having yeah. the time variants be announced. Because, again, that then really sets up the fact that, you know, here are these people that they've probably just been in this position and been doing this for such a long period of time and have been so brainwashed that they don't remember anymore. They don't know who they are. Yeah. Um, which is super culty. Um, so yeah. I'm looking at you, Scientology. You, you don't even, you're glib. I said what I said. Um so there was a theory about that that came up on TikTok. Mm-hmm. That the main villain of um, the new Ant-Man movie, Quantumania, is one of the people running the TVA. And that person's name is King the Conqueror. Hey, okay. Yeah, so that's 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 what I'm so we're gonna we're gonna roll with that one for a minute. So here's the thing. Um over in Ant-Man and the Wasp, when they are traveling through the uh, the quantum realm, mm-hmm. some eagle-eyed viewers noticed that uh, in Ant-Man and the Wasp, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Ant-Man uh, and the Wasp, a, <laughs> um, there, there was a little city in in the quantum realm uh, that is said to be Chronopolis. Where, oh, cool. Yeah, exactly. Where um, we're going to see King the Conqueror, who's already been uh, confirmed to be in the movie. Uh, they've already cast him and everything. We're supposed to be seeing him, and people are thinking that they're going to be setting him up as the next like big bad because he's he plays a huge role in the in the the comics and could be a really good, uh, I guess, follow up to Thanos mm-hmm. and a really really huge setup. Um, as well as them possibly setting up Galactus and Silver Surfer, but we'll get into that because they are going to be introducing the Fantastic Four. Not soon, but, like, soon enough. Um, Soon, yeah. So Ant-Man 2 straight up set up um, uh, King the Conqueror, who, if you look at the... Usually the person that's standing in the middle uh, for the the timekeepers uh, looks basically spot on to him. Hmm. And that's that's kind of a big deal because if Kang is running this whole thing, that's that's just a fucking huge setup. Yeah, it's a very big setup. Which I don't, I mean, I doubt that they would show Kang on the small screen before we got him in the new Ant-Man and the Wasp movie. Uh, but still, the fact that they've, I think they've mentioned him. Not No, maybe they haven't mentioned him yet, 
but they have said stuff about like the quantum realm. And even in uh, when Loki asked um, Mobius how long he's been working for the TVA, he's like, I don't know, time works weird here, which a lot of people think that the TVA is also in the quantum realm because, because when Scott Lang was in there, he thought he was in, he was stuck in there for five minutes when in reality he was stuck in there for five years. Five years, yeah. Which it was the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp leading into Endgame where he finally gets released by that uh, incredible, rat. incredible rat that saved all of humanity. Really, True. honestly, we have that rat to save or not save, thank. That rat did more than any Avenger. Yeah, absolutely. And gets none of the credit, none of the accolades. <laughs> Didn't even get a spot on the credit rolls. Like No. I just... Where was the rat's poster? Exactly. Honestly, that would be incredible to see. Just like a, a rat poster is Avengers Endgame, the rat. Eating cheese. That would be funny. That would be just wonderful be to see. Great. Anyways, all right. So uh, now that I've given a full <laughs> breakdown and like where people think it's going to be going, I need your thoughts on it. No, honestly, that would be a really interesting concept. And I would be really excited to see that turn out because it would actually make a lot of sense that they're in the quantum realm with the way that time works and how things work. Um, I don't know. I really, I like the dynamic between, uh, to kind of go back into just the overall episode. I like the dynamic between Sylvie and Loki. I think that it's been really interesting to see that um, play out. Uh, I don't know. It's it's definitely intriguing to know that there's still three more episodes and kind of exactly what's going to happen. Um, and just like with the other shows, like every episode seems to keep getting better and better. The way that they're interconnecting um, so much of the other media into the show, it would be really smart for them um, to have that connection directly leading into Ant-Man. It would be. It really would be smart for them to put that all together. Um, well, because as well, it it would really track when you take into consideration the fact that you've got WandaVision, which is directly leading into uh, Madness of the Multiverse, or Multiverse of Madness. Um, you've got... Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is directly leading into the next Captain America movie. So what what is this really going to tie into? Because as well, is it going to tie into um, Thor Love and Thunder a little bit more? Or is it going to do, again, as you mentioned, going into Ant-Man with it being the quantum realm? Um, I think that would check out a little bit more than it being tied into Thor, ironically enough. Because I don't know how they could actually have like Loki and Thor reconnect with him being a variant. I think that more than anything, while it does have ties to um, to the Ant-Man movies, I think more than anything, it's going to tie into Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you exactly why. Okay. Because Tom Hiddleston was doing an interview where uh, he meant they, he was like taking fan questions or whatever. Um and he mentioned that he just celebrated his birthday mm-hmm. uh, in February. I think it was in February. Um, and he was on set as Loki, and he was, like, dressed up as Loki when he turned 40. The Loki show finished filming back in December. 
the only other thing that could be filming with Loki in it is going to be Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. So I'm calling it now that he's going to be in that movie. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. But like, I think he's going to have a big role in the movie. It's going to be him, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, and Elizabeth Olsen. What's her name? Thank you, Elizabeth Olsen. Why am I forgetting names all of a sudden? I don't know. That's weird. That's suspicious. Um, <laughs> Sounds sus, but okay. <laughs> whatever, bro. Go off. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm more than sure that he's going to be in this movie. Um, playing a pretty big role because he is also doing a lot of multiverse work in this show as it is. Yeah, there is a lot of multiverse stuff in this show. And as well, it does it does track with Loki as a character for him to also be in a multiverse scenario and shit going to, or rather, hell, shit hitting the fan, hell in a handbasket. I don't know, I'm getting my southern. That's my drag name, hell in a handbasket. Um, all right, so, but like, because we have to eventually, uh, moving on from Loki, we need to talk about The Bad Batch, another um, Disney Plus show. Yes, there is so much going on in The Bad Batch. We're finally getting some of Omega's backstory and uh, why Omega is being hunted by all of these bounty hunters. Which, as well, shout out to Cad Bane showing up again in the most recent episode. Yeah, that's what really got me. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was watching that whole episode, the episode where they um, were on the ship and like uh, doing whatever the hell they were doing because that uh, show's kind of boring. But um, they were doing whatever the hell they were doing and then Cad Bane shows up and I was like instantly sold. Like, I know everyone's yeah. favorite bounty hunter is Boba Fett or Django Fett or whatever. Nah. nah, dude, it's all about Cat Bane. That guy is the guy. He is the man. I was so ready to call this, start calling this show the Dad Batch because they're just being dads to this little girl. <laughs> that's so great. That's what it was for a while. That's what it still feels like for the most part because they're just, they're just. Truly though. Right? But then Cat Bane shows up. They're just dads chilling on a ship. So should we, so Cad Bane needs to join them so that we can start calling the show Cad and the Bad Batch. It was like the Brady Bunch, <laughs> but like terrifying. Yeah, with guns. Brady Bunch with, with sharpshooters. With guns, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're going to need one after, I'm calling it at the end of the season. Um, sharpshooter? No. Crosshair. Crosshair. Crosshair is going to be dead. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Crosshair is not going to make it out of this, uh, this and show. And if he doesn't die, I'm going to jump into the world myself and choke him out myself. Do it. Choke a bitch out. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, anyways, I was so ready to start calling it the, uh, the dad batch because it was, it's just, it's, it wasn't good um, up until recently. It just, it was too slow. It was. Yeah. Like, because there's 16 episodes of this one, I want to say. Um, yeah, we were just got through the halfway point. Yeah, the mid-season uh, point. So, yeah, I mean, it just, it was taking a little too long to kind of build up, which we had talked about in, I want to say, the last episode of the podcast that we did, 
where it just was kind of dragging and it then makes the show feel like it's that much longer because it just nothing was really happening until now and so i feel like now the next eight episodes are going to be boom 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 action which i'm (sighs) you called you called that that's what they were going to do yeah and i don't like that in my shows as much but i am glad that now at least we are getting some of that action we are starting to really kind of pick up that speed and now it's a snowball but yeah crosshair needs to go um it, it's interesting that uh omega has the initial dna of boba and Django. So that's why she is so sought after because she's an original. Um, Yeah. And that's super rad and all and everything. And don't get me wrong. I love that. I loved that they did that. Um, Boba Fett has a sister. Yeah. Out in the, out in the universe somewhere, as long as she survives this season, Boba Fett's sister is somewhere doing some bullshit. Yeah, which I wonder is that, like, again, you have to wait and see what happens with the rest of the show, but with the new Boba Fett show coming out, maybe maybe we'll see it in Ooh, live action. Maybe, maybe we'll get her in a live action form. Um, All right, um, <laughs> fan caster right now, who would you like to see as a grown-up Omega? Ooh. I could see, like, oh, uh, mm, mm. I'm horrible at fan casting. You always throw me on the spot with the fan casting. I could see, like, (laughs) Kate Blanchett or somebody like that. Um, See, that was my first thought as well. Yeah. But you got to remember, Omega's a brown girl. Exactly. That's why. Australian accent, I think. That's why. It's like, I would, I'd honestly want her to be unknown. Um, Yeah. I don't, I don't want. A fan, like, because again, Kate Blanchett came up because it's like, oh, she's blonde and she's got the accent, sort of. Um, she's English, yeah. I think. Um, but yeah, I would want her to be unknown because I, I want it, I want her to be a, a woman of color. Like, <laughs> I, I want her to be, yeah. you know, uh, yeah, I, I want her to be unknown, I think. Yeah, um, so she would. I would want her to go along with Tamora Morrison and look as if she could be related to him um, to a point because they are genetically the similar, like <laughs> or the same. Um, yeah, basically the exact same. So yeah, but other than that, I can't really think of a, a good fan casting. So. See, my dumbass goblin brain was like, at first, like, oh, Kate Blanchett. But then I was like, no, it's got to be a brown actress. Yep. And then my mind said, oh, Lupita Nyong'o. And I was like, no, that's way too brown. You can't ease up a little bit. <laughs> there's got to be um, a, a middle ground. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's some middle ground. It's it, She's there somewhere. Yeah. I don't know who, but uh, we will find her. Oh, no, she's too young. I was going to say the girl that plays Moana. Yeah, no, she's too young. Because, I mean, as well, depending upon the timeline, where would she fit in the Fett series? Because how far ahead is the Bad Batch from Mando? 
You know, you're right about that. So that's something that we're gonna have to review another time for yeah. sure because uh, we'll have to figure that one out. But um, but you know what? Uh, no, not Eliza. Um, Angelica. Renee Elise Goldsberry. Uh, Goldsberry. Oh, she would be That's good. That's who I would like to see. Yeah, she'd be good. She's around the right age. She's mostly the skin color. Yeah. And I'm sure she could put on an Australian accent. I think she would be fantastic. Also, just to go off on a tangent, because we haven't yet for some reason, um, if... She isn't cast in the new Hercules movie as a muse, as one of the muses, right? Yeah, they are. They are screwing up, and I've already got like a whole uh, uh, fan. Okay, cast who for are your muses? Well. Who are your muses? I gotta know. Renee, okay. um, Queen Latifah. Yes, absolutely. Lizzo. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, oh God, I had the other two. I want to say the other two Skylar sisters as well. Yeah, that'd be fun. That would be such an incredible cast. I just I don't know if um oh crap like blanking on another name. Who? Uh, who played Eliza? Philippa. Yeah, Philippa Sue. I don't know. No, you don't know. I don't know. I I think I want them all. <laughs> I don't know. She'd still be great. She's fantastic in whatever she's in. So. Yeah, no, absolutely she is. Yeah. Um, all right, then who are yours? You, you got to tell me Ooh, yours. Then. No, honestly, Renee, Lizzo, Queen Latifah. Um, oh, what is her name? <gasps> Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet would, they would be fantastic. Um, uh, Amber Reed or Riley? Amber Amber Reed. I thought Amber Reed was a no. Never mind. Amber Riley would be good too. I wanted. Uh, she was probably most known uh, in Glee. She's really good in Glee. Hmm. Uh, See, I, I never, I never watched Glee. I was. She's just again a very person. talented singer um, and performer. Um, so I could see her really doing well with that. Um, mm, yeah, Renee would be great. There's so many good options. There's a lot of good options and I'm sure we're not going to see any of them. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be, I don't know if their track records for the live action movies hold on. It's not, it won't be good. They gave us Jenny McCarthy. As Ursula. Ew. Ew, they did? Yeah. Yeah, you didn't hear no, about I that? No, I didn't. Yeah, Ew. they gave us Jenny McCarthy as Ursula. Why? She's, she's not even... I'm not a shit talker. Uh, actually, no, I am. That's a lie. Yeah, you um, are. <laughs> but that was just the worst option. Yeah. It, like, it's almost like they had a hat with names in it. And then they threw the hat in a dumpster and grabbed something from the dumpster. And it was Jenny McCarthy. (laughs) 
and who was the newest Ghostbusters movie, which I'm not talking shit on that movie. I loved mm-hmm. that movie. But Jenny McCarthy just does the same damn thing every time. Oh, are you you're talking uh Melissa McCarthy. God <laughs> damn it, my names. <laughs> Who's Jenny McCarthy? Jenny McCarthy, um she's a like I don't even know. I think she's done fashion and stuff. Uh, Jenny McCarthy. Who is she's this? also married Why? to Mark Wahlberg. Or no, Donnie Wahlberg. Um God damn, I met Melissa McCarthy. Matt, please play like something a stupid sound to make me shame me. Uh, where where's the uh the Game of Thrones sound where like they're walking that girl shame. down the street and like shame, shame. shame. exactly. Shame. I'm shame. Yeah, you and your name. Listen, guys, I promise I'm good at what I do. This is just me at my absolute worst right now. I am so sorry. Melissa McCarthy is who they are giving us, which still isn't a good choice. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely more for Melissa McCarthy than I am for Jenny McCarthy. Because I was like, I just, she's not, (laughs) she's not even a big girl. Like, come on now. Um, But yeah, Melissa McCarthy can be very, very one note. So hopefully... She brings, I mean, again, very talented. I her and Bridesmaids, hilarious. Um, I never saw that movie. I gotta watch it though. Yeah, it's it's a good one. Um, it's it's dumb humor, but like you gotta you gotta love it. Oh yeah, that's what I'm all about. Um, so yeah. Anyways, we got here from Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah, from Star Wars, Six Degrees of Separation. I'm sure if we go to like the Star Wars wiki page, we can get to uh, Bridesmaids somehow. I'm sure. um, I used to play a game with a friend of mine where you had to go, you would be given uh, something on Wikipedia. So, you know, say for instance, you had to find Cad Bane, but you'd have to start in a random topic and find your way through Wikipedia to get yourself to cabin. It was always so I think fun. it was like 10 degrees of separation or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right? something like, like that. You only get 10 clicks. Something like that. Um, it, was, it was a lot of fun. That, that's just such a strange game, and it's so funny. <laughs> anyways, anyways. Um, going back to uh, the Boba Fett series and how we were talking about who we wanted cast as uh, Omega. Sorry, as Omega. Omega. Um, the Boba Fett series wrapped. It did. We finally are going to get the Boba Fett series that we were teased at the end of Mando season two. And it should be coming out December of this year. So sooner than I was actually anticipating. But still so far away. Well, yes, yeah, so far away. Uh, yeah, December 2021. Oh, right before the Mandalorian season three premiere. Premieres, yes, but we still don't have an official announcement of when Mando season three is going to come out. So I thought it was Christmas. We don't have Mando. We have Boba. Boba. No, no, no. I think I'm pretty sure Mandalorian was set for for uh, Christmas. Hmm. Oh, nope, never mind. I'm a fool. Listen, I think you should just run the podcast today. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just going to let you take over for Sounds now. Sounds great, because I am so wonderful at this, which is why I couldn't even do the episode three breakdown of Loki, but that's fine. 
Listen, I put you on the spot. That's my mistake. Nah, you, I should know. It's a podcast. We, we know the topics we're talking about. And this I still blank every time. <laughs> <laughs> like a deer in headlights. Every um, time. Um, yeah, apparently, yeah, let's see. This was on June 10th. Uh, there's been a minor delay on production for Mandalorian. Um, it says... Oh, there was a production delay. Yeah, this is according... I, I don't know how viable the sources it's gadgets.ndtv.com um but apparently it's no we got this covered yeah it could even be delayed until late 2022 um because i guess production won't begin until late 2021 or early 2022 according to a new report putting it several months behind the original schedule that was announced by the Mandalorian creator and showrunner John Favreau. So yeah, because shit hit the fan this past year. Yeah, so it sounds like we're gonna have a delay and we may not be seeing Mando again until mid to late next year, which would be very sad, but honestly it would be sad, but that's kind of fine by me. Let them build up a little Correct. A little more hype, a little more tension. Do it correctly. I'm looking at the casting, though, for Book of Boba Fett. We have only two people that have been confirmed. And that's Tamora Morrison as Boba Fett and Ming-Na Wen as Fennec Shand. Uh, It looks like Fennec is only supposed to be in two episodes, though. Interesting. I don't know. Fennec gets around. Fennec has been everywhere. Because as well, we saw Fennec again show up in the Bad Batch. Yeah. Yeah, actually played by uh, Ming-Na Wen as well, because she's just kind of a badass no matter what she does. I love that. Truly. She is the Disney uh, triple threat. Like, she just, she does Yeah, because she's been a princess. She's been... A superhero. uh, Well. uh, Yeah, in Marvel and in Star Wars. Yeah. So she's in it all. She's in all of their uh, properties. <laughs> For those of you wondering, uh, Ming Na Wen uh, played Mulan, like the original Mulan. Yes, yeah, she from, did. What early two thousands, late nineties? Ninety nine. Was it ninety nine? Oh, God, I remember. Ninety eight. Oh, geez, that noise. Are you okay? That was the sound of me getting out of a chair. Um, no. <laughs> That was the sound of the crypt keeper, just like, <laughs> you know, stroking the back of your neck. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting stroked by a crypt keeper. <laughs> oh, boy. We need to move forward. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm i looking forward to what they have to offer us with this show. Mm-hmm. We don't know much about it. That's the problem. No. And I actually, I kind of prefer that because I don't want to know. Um, when it comes to Star Wars, I, I try to keep very hidden from a lot of the things which doesn't work when you have a podcast and you have to deep dive into the subjects but yeah um yeah it's i i like that we don't know a whole lot about it it's been kept really under wraps um so i'm excited that we get it late this year um because i was expecting to have to wait until you know spring of next year 
for this show, yeah. uh, especially with all the production delays with COVID. So the fact we get it is going to be so good. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Um, it's saying here, uh, Games Radar shared that when Morrison, who's uh, Boba Fett, uh, spoke with SFX Magazine. He couldn't reveal many details about the plot, but he had discuss. He did discuss what it was like filming a show of this scale during COVID. He said, uh, "You walk on set and you hear shields down, shields down. So we have to air those studios out every twenty minutes. It's called a purge. So you know you've got a so you know you've got a toilet break. Um, <laughs> there's a lot to shoot in one day, but with the health and safety." And the requirements, it filters out a lot of the bullshit. Put it that way. So that's that's cool. I mean, they were able to film in a safe manner and still get it done. Yeah. And I'm sure if it keeps up with their track record, it's going to be a really good show. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, Here's hoping that it's a good show because uh, we kind of need it after. And once again, I know I'm shitting on Disney. But um, we need it after what they did to us with the sequel trilogy. <laughs> yes. Yes, they did. I will keep saying it. Jeez, Lou, that show or that, the, those movies. man. Anyways. Um, yeah. So moving on to uh, more Disney Plus stuff, we're also going to be getting Iron Heart, the new Disney Plus show with a, they finally announced the casting and it's new Comer Dominique Thorne is going to star as Riri Williams in Ironheart, which I, which as far as I am concerned, I am sure there is no relation to um, Bella. Mm, okay. So hopefully that stays that way. <laughs> um, but she was also in uh, 2018's If Beale Street Could Talk and 2021's Judas and the Black Messiah which I heard was a really cool movie. Yeah, I heard it was really cool. I unfortunately didn't end up getting around to watching it. So uh, uh, I think it's back on HBO Max right ooh, now. Oh, yeah, I'll have to check it out then. Um, yeah, I am unfamiliar with Dominique Thorne as an actress. I'm also unfamiliar with the characters, so I'm kind of going in blind with this one. But I'm still stoked. Yeah, uh, I think it's about time that they bring this character uh, on screen, especially since we're going to be seeing um, Miss Marvel on screen as well, Mm -hmm. uh, which is something that I need to bring up later on because that's a whole new thing. So, yeah, we're going to be seeing Riri Williams on screen. We're going to be seeing Kamala Khan, who is Miss Marvel, on screen. Um, Riri was, I guess... What, it's not the predecessor. The the successor? Yeah, I forgot the word. Anyway, she's the person what that basically comes after Iron Man. She is just as smart, I think smarter. Uh, she's Iron Man's successor. I just said that. That's the word. Yeah, she's Iron Man's successor. Uh, she was born shortly after the death of her father. Uh, grew up in Chicago, Illinois with her sister. Um she built her first suit in a garage. Dang. Yeah, she, she's just ridiculously smart. Um, and I think ended up leading the uh, the Young Avengers at one point. Which, if you look at the way that these shows are going, they are introducing that whole team. I mean, we've got Speed and Wiccan from, uh, 
WandaVision. Yeah, so definitely getting more of the uh, Young Avengers storylines. Which is another thing I wanted to bring up. Going back to Loki, um, I was talking with a friend yesterday. uh, And if you are listening, friend Andy, that's you. Um, Hopefully you are. That'd be wonderful. Uh, They said that uh, they would like to see the series of Loki ending with Kid Loki because he was also part of the Young Avengers. And they've, once again, like I've said already, uh, have already introduced a lot of those characters. That would also be really cool. I'd like to see that. That would be cool to see, right? Yeah. Um, I think that would be really cool to kind of bring him in as well and make it all work. Um, Which, knowing them, they probably will. Um, I know... (laughs) I know I keep putting you on the spot. You're going to ask. But I'm sure you can figure <laughs> out what I'm about to ask. Yeah, now I've got to find child actors. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> um, you know. Who would you cast as young Loki? Uh, I could see, like, Jacob Tremblay. Uh, he is a really talented actor. Um, I don't know. It also, it depends on what age we're going. If we're going more, you know, like 15, 16 stuff, um, or, you know, slightly older, I could see like Noah Schnapp, who was in Stranger Things, he played Will. Um, we're going like more teenage years, Loki. If we're going younger, uh, as well, like the kid who plays young Sheldon, I could see him maybe. Well, no, I think if we're going to be going uh, young Loki, it's going to be because he needs to be old enough to be part of the uh, the Young Avengers. Yeah. We're going to say like anywhere between like 16 and 19. Yeah, I'm I'm still thinking probably like Noah Schnapp. Okay, I can yeah. see it. What about you? Um See, I want to say Jacob Tremblay, but he's got too nice of a face. Yeah, um, but he also has really, like, he's done some roles that are transformative. Um, so I could see him kind of, as well, he's only 14. So. That is true. He's yeah. going to kind of chisel out, I'd say, based on his features. No, you're not wrong. You're absolutely not wrong about that. Um, I do have to agree with you, though, as far as Noah Schnapp goes. He's he looks the most Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. Um, he's right around the the age because he's sixteen. Like, unless they do like young Loki, but Lady Loki. That would be interesting too. That would be cool to see. In that case, uh, the the actress uh, that plays Nancy Wheeler, Natalie Natalia, yeah, Dyer, Natalia Dyer. That she would be. She good. would be. I don't know if she's maybe a little old though. Well, how old is she? We're looking at. Mm, she's twenty six, but she looks young. She does. That being said, was, uh, while we're still fan casting, um, I know that we keep doing this and going off. Uh, Caleb McLaughlin, uh-huh. who is Lucas from Stranger yep. Things, 
he is my number one pick for um Miles Morales. I was thinking that too. Yeah, no, he's he's the one I want as Miles if we need we need Miles in the live action stuff. Like come on. Come on guys. Yeah, exactly. And if we it? can't get Caleb for it because this one this next actor uh, actor that I'm going to uh say has incredible range and has played so many good roles either Caleb McLaughlin mm-hmm. or Scarlett Johansson because Scarlett Johansson just has the best range and like has played so many different races and is just so good, you know? I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, going back to uh, Dominique Thorne as Riri Williams, we don't have a lot of information on that show just yet. No, just that it's coming. Uh, but yeah, just that it's coming and that they've, uh, finally announced who that's, who's going to be playing Riri Williams. Um, but one thing that I can sort of talk about, uh, I, I can't go like, you know, yeah, into you can't it, give us details but, and I'm um, still so uh, jealous, but it's fine. <laughs> I got to watch the first two episodes of Miss Marvel. Uh, just and I, what they did on that show is fantastic so far. And I cannot wait to see what they follow it up with. Uh, I know that show isn't going to be coming out until late 2021. If I'm not mistaken, it's supposed to be coming out. Oh no, there's actually no release date. Yeah. No release date. Just uh, expect a premiere date in late 2021. Uh, The show or not even the show, the, um, the the special effects on the show aren't even done yet. Yeah. So it was still kind of a, a bit of a rough cut, but still it it was it was fun and it was imaginative and it's going to give a lot of kids that look like her, like Kamala, like America, I want to say is her name. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Kamala Khan, actress. Oh, wow. I was way off with her name. Fuck me. Yeah, I'm on Valani. Um, yeah, how did it, where did I get America from? I think that's another character in the Marvel Universe. Anyways, Matt, edit that whole part out, please. Um, seeing this show come out, uh, it's it's going to give a lot of uh, kids that look like Iman Valani, who's playing Miss Marvel, uh, a hope. And it's going to give them representation which is something that uh, i struggled with when i was young because i mean i didn't have a lot of characters to look up to as a as a not even a dark brown skinned guy i just didn't have a lot of characters to look up to when i was watching shows like that anyways Mm -hmm. we're going down that road another day um yeah like i said i can't talk much about it but Mm, you guys are gonna like this one a lot. Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, I was I was definitely like giddy for you when you messaged to be like, oh, so guys, I get to watch this, and I was like, yes, and immediately knew that it was because of your girlfriend. <laughs> I really, <laughs> I really wish that you would have been able to uh, be here to watch it as well because yeah, nah, it we was could. just a lot of fun. Yeah. No, I get to watch it with the rest of our listeners when it comes out officially, and I am excited. Officially. I'm excited. I could just skip the first two episodes, you know, no big deal. 
I'm not tossing my hair behind my ear or anything. <sighs> yeah, your long, luscious locks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but hey, speaking of representation, we got a new Shang-Chi trailer. Yes, we do. And again, a lot happens in this. So much happens in that trailer. Um, very excited to see it when it comes out in, oh crap, when does it come out? September 3rd is when it's going to be coming out. So yeah, just a couple months. Um as well, we get to see, is is he actually going to fight Abomination? Yeah, that's something that I wanted to bring up. Um, I don't think it was him fighting Abomination. Actually, I'm pretty sure that it was confirmed that it was, um, that it was Wong from Doctor Strange mm-hmm. fighting Abomination. Yeah, but it's hard to tell. So It is hard to tell um, until we get to that point where we get to actually uh watch it of course um yeah there's a lot going on in the trailer that uh they took a lot of new liberties in the in in the show maybe not new liberties a lot of um creative liberty in the in the series or in the movie um so it looks like they're basing the rings off of uh like the heavy metal rings that are worn in the martial arts style yao kung moon Mm -hmm. um which each of them is supposed to represent a different power and like some kind of basically it's like the, uh, the infinity stones. Yeah. It's the infinity stones, but rings, but rings. So instead of there being uh, six of them, there is 10 of them now. Um, so yeah, try and keep up with that one guys. You guys. Oh boy. Right. No, try, oh, try and keep up with that. Uh, just all the rings in your face. Attacking. Yeah, but like, okay, but I, I think it's super cool that they're wearing them instead of, like, like wearing them on their, their wrists instead of on their hands. Uh, each ring is, represents something different. Like we just said, we got uh, the Remaker shatters and reimagines relationships on a subatomic level. We've got Influence, Spin, Spectral, Nightbringer, Zero... The liar, lightning, incandescence, demonic. Interesting. Diamonic, diamonic, diamonic. My bad. Diamonic. That's yeah. That's all ten of them, and each of them, like I said, uh, besides having their own different names, they've also got their own different powers. I'm just gonna go through those real quick. Uh, Remaker shatters and reimagines the relationships on our relationship. On a subatomic level, influence creates various forces that cause a body to undergo change. Spin deaccelerates time around the wearer, appears as a super speed to the watcher. Uh, spectral winds up and warps the air itself, can appear ghostly, can appear not at all. Nightbringer creates a malleable darkness or a dark light. Uh, Zero opens a beam of nothingness from the icy heart of outer space, creates a deafening boom as the vacuum is filled. Uh, The liar creates a world upon... uh, Wow, hold on, let me try that again. The liar creates world upon world of illusionary fable as impossible to escape as the tangle of dreams, but vexes the wearer as well. That one sounds dangerous. Mm -hmm. Lightning... um, Creates a directable, elect, directable electrical atmospheric discharge. So, you know, 
lightning, um, <laughs> incandescence contain. They, that's all they had to say. Lightning creates lightning. Uh, lightning. That's all you <laughs> had to say, guys. Incandescence contains a miniature heart of a star and scorches the air before it. That sounds terrifying. That does. Diamonic. <laughs> right? Imagine, imagine someone just pulling up and it was like, hey, I don't like you. Star. Yeah. You're dead. It's over. Done. Um, <laughs> it, it, you're donezo. Uh, Daimonic uh, is the irresistible urge that propels into the unknown. The compulsive creates or the compulsive creates loyalty, creates obsession. That all these sound uh confusing as hell, but useful? Yes. Well, and I'm interested to see how they're going to um create the effects of a lot of those rings in yeah. a visual aspect. Um, how are they gonna bring it to the screen? Um I think because you mentioned going back to the way that they are utilizing the rings in the movie, I think it's really smart that they're doing it um, on the arms and being worn the way that they are. Because as well, it's kind of reinforcing that he's the master of kung fu and chi, and you know those yeah. those types of things. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be cool to see some of those powers on the screen. Um, well, as we saw at the end of, or near the end of the trailer, um, you see that uh, Shang-Chi and his dad, who is, I guess, supposed to be playing the Mandarin, mm-hmm. uh, are fighting each other at one point, uh, and each of them have five rings, and they're kind of, like, pulling on each other with them yeah, and trying to gain the other's rings or whatnot. Um, each of them having their own power is going to be super rad. I'm not sure if they are going to incorporate that into the the movies mm-hmm. but like you said if they did uh if if they did it would be su- or it's gonna be super cool to see how they create these different effects um it's it's strange with this one it's strange because we don't know how they would do these uh effects for sure i don't know yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with it, but it's 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 going to be tough, and I am just excited to see them uh, see the action. Also, they showed a damn dragon, right? A which fucking is, dragon. Um, I'm super excited about that. Don't get me wrong. I'm super excited that they're going to be showing like an actual dragon in the MCU because that's something that they've never had before. But the character's got my least favorite name in the entire. In the entirety of the MCU, there's been some terrible names, but this guy's named Finn Fang Foom, and I've always hated that name. I I was smiling, and then my face just dropped. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, it's going to be where it's not any worse than um, who uh, Shang Chi's original dad was in the comics. Uh, Sorry, I had to burp. Uh, who Shang Chi's original dad was in the comics, um, Fu Manchu. Oh. Yeah, which was like wildly racist. So um, racist and problematic. <laughs> but we, yeah. uh, they, they being Marvel, have done a really, really good job of like covering up and leaving all that behind them. Yeah, and just um, putting their best foot forward and 
All right. Let, let's- yeah, retelling his story so that it's not uh, racist, which is uh, something that I think is super awesome. Yes. While also recognizing, yeah, that was a problem. So um, here's what we're actively doing to fix it and make it better and Thank- not perpetuate the same harm. Um, Thank the maker for that one because that was just uh, that was just all bad to see. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just excited to see what they do with this movie. Uh, once tickets go on sale for that one, um, you can bet your ass I'm getting tickets for you for that one as well. Yeah. Uh, because we got to do this together. Also, maybe by that time we can have some other viewer, or not viewers, listeners come out and we'll do like a, uh, a, a movie watch. Yeah. We can, we can all get together and have a good time. Actually, you know, my, my, uh, my, I don't want to say dream, but it is, it's a dream. Uh, My goal, that's the word I'm looking for. My goal is to hit enough followers and listeners in the SoCal area because we are SoCal based. I'm just going to throw that out there. We are. um, That we can rent out an entire theater Mm -hmm. and go do like a, a, a viewing party that way. That would be so rad. Um, right that would be super cool to see yeah no that's the goal that's definitely goals right there um yeah that's that's what we're shooting for also i know that i um dropped the ball on the uh the contest uh i'm working on that actively i promise i just got to make sure that uh i get up not get up get everything set up properly uh so that it doesn't look skeevy or Mm -hmm. weird or bad um speaking of looking weird or bad uh, we are getting a Guardians of the Galaxy video game. Yeah, I have some reservations. I know you do as well. Um, yeah, well, after what they did with the fucking Avengers game, they fucked that whole thing up. Right? It was not good. Um, Even watching the trailers for that game, I was like, this is going to be awful. Yeah. And, oh, God. Oh, and it was. Um, <laughs> it really was. Yeah, I'm still trying to keep really hopeful for this game. Um, I think it has a lot of potential to be something really cool. Um, But as well, the fact that we're getting this news now and it's coming out in October. um, That's really fast for me. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they've been working on it for a while, though. I'm sure that they have um, and that they just finally uh, announced it that it was coming that way it wasn't leaked but at the same time i just i worry um but it definitely has kind of that gritty look that guardians has um it's it looks like it's got that humor that guardians has yeah um and then sorry i'm scrolling through the article i'm not sure if you're because you are just playing as the guardians yes Actually, you're just playing as Peter Quill. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's... Which I think is cool because that means that you only have to learn one moveset. Yeah. And then, like, you're good. Like, with the the Avengers game, you were playing as different characters. I think, though, when you do that, it kind of creates... Because when you're playing games like that, you want to play the games because of the characters. So kind of picking, I, I get why it's Peter Quill that you're playing as, because he's kind of the main protagonist in the Guardian story. But 
he's also kind of the most boring. Um. Yeah, and I, I, I sort of mostly agree. Um, I'm holding on hope for this ride. Yeah, a ride. What did I say? Wow, that was weird. Because it is. An it's, ad it's for a, a roller coaster uh, on the page. <laughs> Six Flags. Um, anyways, no, I'm holding on hope for this game, but. Um, I am going to take it with a grain of salt. I'm going to like let it kind of simmer and hope that it turns out good. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not going to lie, though. The trailer for it got me a bit hype. Like, I was like, this looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, so hopefully they, even if it's there's some pitfalls or something, because I'm sure there will be, um, hopefully at least it's just a fun game. Like, that. Yeah. that's my hope. And expectation for it. I'm not putting in a whole lot of high expectations on it being, you know, out of this world, amazing. But I, th- I think it'll be uh, fun. It. <laughs> I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of fun and funny, uh, we are going to be moving past the video game for now. Um, Borderlands finished filming they did and clap and they gave us our first look at claptrap yes which some people have been saying with the photo that well, maybe that's just a model um i don't know if that's the real film claptrap but even still looks great um yeah we we finally are going to be getting it it should be coming out uh late this year no um, it looks like we are not, I think it's going to be coming out this year. It shouldn't. Maybe next. That feels like real quick. Yeah, it does. Uh, oh yeah, no, it's going to be 2022 for sure. Yeah. It's expected 2022. It's currently in post-production. Um, and I'm sure there's which, going to be a lot of things to do in post-production. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I sure hope so. <laughs> yeah. Cause, uh, we can't get another Tomb Raider or another. Uh, it just video Mario or fucking Mortal Kombat. Yeah, Jesus. video game movies do not have a good track record. Um, again, all I'm hoping for is fun here. Um, a good popcorn movie. I I don't expect incredible filmmaking. I know that there's been a lot of hesitation just based on some of the cast, um, based on the fact that, again, horrible track records with video game movies. Um, But, I mean, you've got a lot of good individuals signed on. The things that they have been dropping, uh, the cast photos, um, they have all looked really good. So there's that that's keeping me really hopeful for this. But, yeah. Still, I, I'm I'm holding out hope for it too. I'm hoping that it uh, turns out well. I know it's not going to be anywhere near as good as uh, Space Jam Two, which is coming out in July. Yeah, of course, Matt, you better be on it. I, I sure hope you are. Gosh, Matt, um, slacking again. No, you're wonderful. Whoa, we love you, Matt. It was just a just joke. Just to reclaim, Matt, it was it was not me that said that. It was just uh, a joke. Didn't. <laughs> you know, just enter out of the whole podcast. It's I'll just talk it off on my own. Honestly, it probably improved the podcast. <laughs> no, please don't do that. That's so mean. Um, either way, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to seeing what they do with this movie. It, it looks like it could be good. Um, that being said, comparing the uh, 
picture, which we're going to be posting a picture of it once we get this episode uh-huh. uh, posted up. Comparing the picture of the um, of Claptrap to the just the silhouette that they had, where it's all of them, uh-huh. it looks like that's going to be the one that's in the movie. I'm sure yeah. that they're going to do a couple, or not even a couple, of a good amount of practical effect shots, which I'm hoping they do, as well as CGI for some of the stuff that they can't do. Like if it's weighted at the bottom and they do it uh, BB-8 style, wonderful. Please give us that because everyone knows that. Um, we want that. Practical effects is, is where it's at. Yeah, it just it holds up better because it exists in the actual world. Exactly. Um, exactly. Hey. And you know what else exists in the actual world? My love for you. Oh, wow. How did you know? <laughs> I just knew. I had a feeling. It's like you have ESPN or something. I do. I do have ESPN. And there's a nine. Oh, God. <laughs> I, oh, you were so close. I was. I was so close and just petered out. It's fine. I'm tired. Well, I need my coffee. Better luck next time. Um, speaking of being tired, I too am tired. I need to go refill my coffee. I think that about covers all that we were going to talk about today. Um, we got a, a, yeah, a lot coming up. Feeling like it does. Yeah, yeah, we've got a lot coming up next week. I know that we're going to be covering. Uh, Loki again. Yes. Um, Bad Batch again. Um, we'll have ugh. Black Widow. We finally get that. We're going to be seeing it together. Yeah. Wow. You're going to get a cute photo of us together. Yes. And by a cute photo, I mean um, probably a terrible one because we're terrible at taking pictures. It's true. Um, one eye is going to be larger than the other. Exactly. It's, just... it's going to look like midsummer, but like during the acid trip. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Where all the flowers are going batty. Yeah. Such a great and, scene. I love that movie. <laughs> such a great movie in general. <laughs> um, we are definitely going to have to talk about Charlie Pugh uh, mm-hmm. because she's also, isn't she in Black Widow? Yes, she is. She plays Nat's sister. You're a lot better at this than I. Oh, no. <laughs> hey, look at that. I'm doing it again. I made, you, you got I, the name I'm, wrong, right? Yeah. yeah Can so. you guess what her real name is? Uh, guessing? No. Mm, it's Florence, it's Florence Pugh. Pugh. Yes. Who the hell is Charlie Pugh? I, I do not know. <laughs> Here, let's look it up. Is there a Charlie Pugh? There's Charlie Pooh. No, there's a Charlie Pooh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I need to leave. It's been fun, guys. Thank you for listening in. Thank hey, you for tuning in again. Charlie what? Pugh is an international Welsh rugby player. A Welsh what player? Rugby. Are you not familiar with rugby? I am not. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely a, like UK sport. Um, it's kind of like football, soccer, um, and not at all. It's very violent. Well, no, I know what it is. Yeah. I just don't watch it. Also, he uh, died in '51. So um, <laughs> I just saw that. <laughs> <laughs> Homeboy was alive in 1896 to 1951. I didn't realize which really rugby isn't was that old. old. Right? I didn't think it was that old. <laughs> you know, before we go, we're going to educate you guys on rugby real quick and how old it is. Yeah, now I'm like looking at when was rugby? Not how old is RuPaul. What the hell? <laughs> Ancient. The <laughs> everlasting. <laughs> uh, the origins of the game, now known uh, across the world simply as 
rugby can be traced back over 2,000 years. Holy the shit. The Romans played a ball game called harpastum. Okay. Uh, a word derived from the Greek word seized. Uh, the implication of the name being that somebody actually carried or handled the ball. Wow, this game is old as fuck. Yeah, holy shit. I had no idea it was 2,000 years old. But there you go. You, well, hey, you guys learned something new today. You learned something. Welcome to Geekly by Rugby. We are your new favorite <laughs> rugby podcast. <laughs> so good. We're going to have to start the next episode with that one. Yeah, welcome to Geekly by Rugby. <laughs> Rug, rugby by Wugly. Anyways, um, <laughs> thank you for tuning in again, guys. It's been wonderful. Uh, we can't thank you enough. Um, also, Truly. shout outs to uh, Matt for being the best as usual. Yeah, no, um, we we would not be the podcast that we are without Matt. And thank you, Hogan, true. too, because you are incredible. And put- uh, right back at you, Ida. We love you here. Yes. Obviously. Also, um, please keep an eye out. We should be starting our um, TikTok soon. Yes. Uh, we're going to be introducing a, a new character in the uh, Geekly by Weekly universe. And we're just excited to have more people on board. Anyways, yeah. uh, thank you again, guys. It's been wonderful. It's been wonderful. It's been wonderful. And you've been wonderful. Um, yeah. I am going to put Ida on the spot one more time. Always. You have five seconds to give us some good advice and go. Uh, wash your dishes. Oh, I did that already. Thank you for that. <laughs> um, uh, you know what? I'm also going to put Matt on the spot. Matt, you got five seconds to give us good advice. Go. In case of fire, break glass. Just any glass that you find, I guess. I'm sure he said something somewhere. Um, thank you, Matt, if you have your mic back. Thank you, Matt. Such good insight. I love you, Matt. Wow, you're so thoughtful and insightful and wise. Oh, stop. And wise. Anyways, thank you guys again. Um, it's been wonderful. Uh, when you turn off this podcast, please do me a huge favor. And uh, when you go out into the world... Be kind to one another. That's all I'm going to ask of you guys. You guys have a wonderful day, evening, whatever the hell it is that you're doing. Uh, We love you and goodbye. Goodbye.